0: Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey everyone, what's going on? It's Tito, your host of the podcast 15 to Life, where we talk about life after having life's sins in prison. This is a merry merry ho 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 Christmas episode. It is December 25th 2019. Let's get into it. Now what I wanted to talk about today being that it is Christmas is kind of what people may think about and especially people that have people that are incarcerated um, or some people that might just support people or might be part of a movement is like what is it like for someone who is incarcerated during these times right holiday seasons and when I say that I'm talking Christmas I'm talking Easter I'm talking birthdays Thanksgiving Halloween whatever it may be what is it like for individuals that are inside I know a lot of people ask me like well what is that how was that and especially when you're doing it over and over again mind you I did 12 years there's a lot of people that did longer there are some people that barely got 12 months in so they might have kind of felt it but not in the sense that it's a reoccurring thing that you know you you might get a card you might not because of the time it takes so let's just get into it right so in county jail now mind you i did two years of my time in county jail in county jail the mail system sucks it sucks pretty much regardless where you're at. So if someone wants to get you a card, whether it's a birthday card, whether it's an Easter card, whether it's a Christmas card, whatever it may be, they really have to be uh, on top of their game, right? Because it might take you three weeks to get that card. And don't let there be um, something going on at the institution where you're at, where something came through the mail and now they're really being anal about inspecting things, especially cards. Now you might say, well, why why would a card, of all things, warrant suspicion or warrant extra searching or delay of getting that card to said individual, right? Great question. So the reason cards get scrutinized so much is because usually they're not the cheapo like Dollar Tree cards. Now, sometimes they are and those might get through a little bit quicker, but if those cards have any kind of extra... Paper, like three or four layers, because they're the nice eight dollar card, and some cards might not even make it in. I hate to say it, but they get scrutinized because there's so many things you could do with a card to get contraband in, and usually, the contraband that you're getting in is either a concealed note, which could be some kind of information you're trying to get into this individual that you don't want anyone to know about, don't want anyone to read um, and then another thing is is drugs. There's a lot of drugs that can be in liquid form and therefore can be saturated into paper or a card even better because of the stock is more absorbent and can hold more. And so people will put, you know, things like methamphetamine, will put cocaine, will put heroin and and put it in the card. And then it's kind of like the old back of the day. And mind you, I never did any of these kind of drugs. The only drugs I've ever done is marijuana, and <clears throat> that was a long, long time ago, but um, yeah, these other hardcore drugs can can be absorbed into paper or cardstock, right, and um, when they're done like that, it's kind of like back in the days, those uh, acid or LSD trips that you would buy the little squares, and mind you, I know about it, I never did it, but, um, and that was, you know, the hip cool thing, you put the square on your tongue, boom, you get you know, you, you're put in this hallucinogenic state, right? Well, these new wave drugs and cocaine, not, not all of them are new, mind you, but, um, people liquefy them and they'll put them on, on pieces of paper. And next thing you know, people are doing the same thing. You cut off a square and you sell it or you use it yourself. However it is, um, needless to say, uh, between, uh, information being transferred that uh, the prison staff or jail staff can't, read because they don't see it they're going to look for it just in case it's there um they use black lights and everything else to 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 see um the invisible ink and everything else you know trying to get stuff in so things get scrutinized so once again it could just very well be Paul, the guy who screwed up and got a DUI or whatever and and maybe ran his car into a side of a building, didn't hurt anyone, but, you know, he still went to prison. And and I'm not making light of that like that's okay. I'm just saying it could be someone who otherwise would have never ended up in prison and now they got their birthday card two weeks after their birthday because, you know, they're just scrutinizing the mail. So that kind of sucks. And it also makes you feel like people don't give a shit about you, right? And that, that, that perpetuates this negative environment. So uh, I'm starting off with the mail aspect of everything, right? Mail doesn't always come through right away. And during the seasons, especially, I'll say Christmas, like today, Christmas is one of the hardest ones because one, the mail slows down because of all the mail that's going out, not just in the prison system, but everywhere else. So, mail really slows down. And it's a big deal like to get to get mail is a big deal and something that we don't do a lot out here in the free world because everything's digitized and you got Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and everything else to use. Right. So everything is is mobile. It's in your hand. And if if it's not on your phone, you can go online and you can pull pictures and look at them. You don't have like how many people actually have a freaking photo album anymore. Right. Like you know, you could go to your local thrift store and probably find tons of old VHS tapes and photo albums, probably with people's old photos, and because no one keeps them anymore, right? But guess what? That's what you have in prison. You know how many photo albums I had in prison, like, and and you know, my parents would go out of their way, even with this digital age. Uh, mind you, I've been out, you know, going on about to be eleven years now, a couple months, but, um, even eleven years ago. Or 20 years ago, things were already moving there. Like uh, printed out pictures is is not, wasn't the norm then, isn't the norm now. Um, but inside a prison, yeah, yeah, that's what you got. So it's a huge deal to get pictures in the mail or to get what a lot of people do now. I mean, my family does it as well. We we do the photo Christmas cards, right? So you'll throw a few of your pictures on there. And the card is basically a snapshot of maybe your year or your Christmas photos or whatever it may be. So that's a big thing. And to not get that when everyone else has a little Christmas card. And I know it sounds corny, but these hardcore criminal dudes, right? Gangbangers, drug dealers and drug users, they, they put those cards up. That's like, like, hey, look, I got people that love and support me. And don't get me wrong, some don't because they don't want people to see that side of them. But you'd be amazed how many of these hardcore shock collar dudes that show no emotion, no kind of stress or anything, they're just hardcore in it. They'll have a little envelope with all their cards in it. And they'll pull it out when no one else is watching. And sometimes they even break down and cry. And I'm saying this because I've seen it, you know. But they lock that shit away because they can't show the weakness, right? Kind of like a military guy doing special ops who doesn't wear his wedding ring because he doesn't want the enemy to use that against him, right? It's just crazy stuff. But anyway, so back to, to these these days. And today's Christmas, so I'm really going to focus on that. But it doesn't matter what day. It could be your birthday. It could be a significant day for someone who's outside. But you're thinking about it inside, Right. So, so here's the thing, and I'm, I'm speaking from my experience, um, I'll, I'll try and get a consensus and maybe follow up with this later with, with some, of the, some of the homies and see how they feel about it, but for me, these days were so important. I'm, I've always been a big Christmas guy, and ironically, not as much now, but I'm talking about, I was a guy who would buy a real tree, put it up in the living room, I'd have a little fake tree in my bedroom because I wanted to have... I I just wanted Christmas everywhere. And I mean, every year I'd buy more junk to put up. And I say junk, but it made me feel good, right? It was just all kinds of Christmas stuff. I would cook a full Christmas dinner at my house and have no one come over. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but literally, like... It wasn't like I had people coming over for Christmas dinner at my house. It was just me. Sometimes I'd have a roommate. But... I would do that, and then people would come by, you know, because I I, I hung around people that uh, whatever, you know, they they were into a different life, definitely not the life I'm in now. But they would come by just to get plates of food, and you know, take off, and they'd have some extra food or leftovers or whatever. But that was fine. That it was a Christmas was a big deal for me. I really really enjoyed it um, because I I've always been even in my dumb days a very generous person. I love I love the feeling of taking care of someone, right? So, I was always big for me. So, what does a guy like me do in prison? Great question. So early on in prison, I'll say the first Christmas in prison, I'm gonna say I didn't do much because I was still kind of getting the ropes, and I showed up at uh, I showed up to prison in April. And I didn't get to mainline, which, you know, I, I got to reception in April and I didn't get to mainline for, you know, a little over two months. So somewhere right before like 4th of July, I showed up, you know, at, at Solano State Prison where I stayed and did basically all my time, right? Um, So that first year, being that I I, I wasn't even there for a full six months before prison hit, I was still kind of getting situated, getting my appliances, my radio, my TV, you know, all that fun stuff that that you get, uh, that you can actually have while you're in prison. So it was more of a building up year that first year. But after that, um, we got packages and, and back in 99, when I, when I first showed up in prison, we could still get what we call real packages, which your people would basically go buy stuff, throw it in a box made sure it didn't weigh over 30 pounds and they'd send it in and then they would basically look through it and give you all your stuff, make sure it was approved items and give it to you. The great thing with that is one, it was less expensive for your family because they could go out and buy stuff cheap, find the best deals, throw it together, buy you specific items that you wanted, you know, or, or brands that you like and get it to you. So it, and, and it was more personal because they actually went and bought it and put it together and mailed it in. Now, uh, I don't know any prisons that still allow that. Now you have to go through a vendor. It's a machine, you guys. Just like a lot of things. And anyone who, who's looked or read anything into the prison system knows it's a money machine. It's kind of like war. Like, like countries sometimes go to war just because it stimulates the economy. Prisons are the same way. Sad to say, though, just like with war, war people lose lives, which sucks. And people go through stuff and come out with PTSD and all that. Prison's kind of the same thing. Like we don't educate. I'm about to go off on a whole nother subject. So I'll, I'll clip this very short. But we don't educate people on what's right or what's wrong. And then when they do something wrong, we punish them. And sometimes it's for an exuberant amount of time. And then we pay to put them up. And that money we pay... And the reason why you look and go, why does it cost $60,000, $80,000 a year to house someone? Well, do the math. It costs that much and you're going to pay for it in your taxes. And you're basically paying these prison guards and they make really good money, like really good money because they're hourly. They're not salary and they're putting in hours like it's no tomorrow. And then everyone else, all the support staff and, and maintenance and everything else. That's a huge business, and it is a business that they run. And then they have—I uh, witnessed it several times. You know, people get kickbacks to get contracts and all that. I mean, I was—I literally was talking to people, and they were breaking it down to me because I was a lifer, and they just figured, hell, who's who's going to believe him, and who's he going to tell? He's never going home. Ha ha! Here I am. Anyway, back to the holidays and the the things that kind of good and kind of bad when you're dealing with it in prison so i already talked about the mail someone like me who really loves you know giving and everything what i would do is i would get my 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 package and i would tell my family like i need to put together stuff for people in here so i want that that fourth quarter package i need to make sure it gets sent out like late october so i get it sometime in november before christmas right and i would just want like candies and like stuff i could give out like whatever i could get the most of in 30 pounds and i would put together little bags i would literally get all the little sandwich bags out of lunches and stuff i'd ask for everyone's i'd save mine and and i put together little bags and sometimes i'd even get um stuff you know like like the labels and it would just say from santa you know And uh, no joke, you guys, it was easy to do it when I went to dorm living, a little bit harder cell living because you have to do something small enough to slide under someone's door. But dorm living, and mind you, the only reason I could get away with this one, because my classification was other. So I'm allowed to cross lines, the segregated lines of color and race and everything. And two, because people kind of knew I did it and the people who didn't know, it was okay because the right people knew. And so it was basically okay for me to do this. Because I did it for more than just my people. I, I did it for some other races too. But I would make up like hundreds of these bags of little candy. And it might be three or four candies. You know, I, it, it couldn't be anything ridiculous. But I'd go around to probably a hundred-ish, if not more, people's cells and or bunks. And when everyone would go out to chow to breakfast you know 6:30 in the morning i wouldn't go and i would go around i would pass these out i literally have a a, a pillowcase like santa claus right my sack full of these little gifts and i go pass them out and i don't know i guess the best most gratifying feeling for me was the people who literally just did not know that i did it and they'd be walking around like who left this this is so cool and I'd sit there on a bench and I'd just be smiling. I'd be eating my candy so it looked like I got one too. And then later on, someone would finally come around and be like, you know, Tito Santa Claus, right? And then, you know, people would say thank you. And I always go, no, hey, you know, I, I'm in a better situation than you guys. Not always, but sometimes, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's my little way of trying to make you feel good in an otherwise bad situation, right? And yeah, a lot of us in there would actually give cards to one another, and you know, or have someone outside send people cards so they would get one in the mail, which meant a hell of a lot more. But I will say this: like birthdays um, and a lot of other things, Christmas was just always special to me. It just it just always was, right? I would try and make little decorations and put them on my locker and stuff, you know, just whatever i could do i even one time we have a hobby shop and you could do different things if you had a hobby card and i would find like little lights so i would plug them up and make i'd get like a branch off off a bush or something and make a little tree like i do stupid stuff but it was something to make me feel like hey you know we're still in the season but i will say this um for the most part your birthday whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever it is, it's just another day. You're locked up. It is the same crap every day. The only thing that that really tells you something's different is the weather, which you know will tell you you're in a different season, right? uh If it's dark or light, it's night or day. You know what I mean? The setting doesn't change, it just doesn't. Some of the people do, but the setting doesn't change. So what makes today different from yesterday or tomorrow? Um, days of the week. The only reason you even think about days of the week is because you're probably working or in school. So depending on the day of the week, you know, there's you're, you're either working or going to school or you're not. Um, or you have so many days left before you have a day off um, or like going to canteen or visits. If you if you have money to go to store, those days you're gonna to want to know when they are. If you get visits, um, they used to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, for the most part, um, and this is probably true at almost all prisons. But they're pretty much just weekends now, which sucks because those Thursday and Friday nights worked out for some people working, so they don't so they still have their weekend. They basically are always like pushing it to make it harder on the families to come in, which I hate to say it makes it worse. And it's probably by, by design. It makes it worse because then people get pissed off because they don't get visits because their people have weekend jobs or whatever. And they're, they're more angry. They're more stressed out, more prone to violence and everything else. So for anyone who's on one of those boards or in a position where they can make change, like you want, people to be able to visit every day because it might be extra work for the guards and everything but it'll keep things more in check on the inside anyway going back to these days every day is the same oh and the other thing is your meals because i hate to say it you most prisons you can get a schedule on what's going to be for chow matter of fact we used to have a little side hustle where we make tv guys that would also have the menus for chow and everything but like, there were always, like, breakfast certain days. Like, Friday, you always got a cinnamon roll. Sometimes it was a real cinnamon roll, like a fresh one. Sometimes it was the the cheap, like, frozen one, whatever. Tuesdays was shit on a shingle, SOS, you know, your gravy and your biscuits, you know. Um, Sunday was always the best breakfast. And I remember back in the day, you got your bacon, your eggs, and you had cheese and onions and everything. And it was it was like this big, it was like the big breakfast day and then uh, all the Muslims, nothing against Muslims, I love y'all, As-salamu uh, but when we couldn't get the pork anymore, that really sucked, just gotta say that, still love y'all, but we stopped getting bacon and pork chops after uh, some kind of uh, writ or something went in, and so we, we couldn't cook the, the bacon or the pork chops on the same grill that we cook other things, and I get that, but most of the Muslims had no meat cards, so they didn't eat meat anyway. So anyway, whatever. So moving on. Um, and then uh, uh, Saturdays was always pancakes. Which when I had to work the gear, the grill in prison, that sucks because you're you're knocking out like three thousand pancakes in a morning. And I swear I still got a little carpal tunnel from working that machine. But anyway, so those are the only things that really make the days any different. And there's not a lot and depending on what you got going on inside you you might not care at all um but anyway so holidays are tough right um for a number of reasons and and same thing like if you move out of state like i lived in california my whole life i've been out here in houston texas for two years today marks two years right so i've been out here for two years and it's hard being away from family right but like push come to shove I could get a plane ticket go see my family or they could get a plane ticket and come see me when you're inside like for example today there's no visiting so no one can come up and visit you in prison like today now if Christmas spill on a Saturday or a Sunday then they could come up and visit right but and then they probably have adjusted hours and it would be overflowing. It'd be really hard to get in. Some people come up and spend all day trying to see you in prison. Who wants to do that, right? But but my point is, it is hard because some people are used to going to the family thing, right? And now they can't. They're on the inside. They're getting the crappy food. Don't get me wrong. On Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, we would get like a little bit better dinner. Breakfast was always pretty much the same. But, uh, you know, dinner, you might get a little chocolatey Claire and you might... Get uh, some sliced turkey and all this, and, some, and a little two spoonfuls of cranberry sauce. Like, so they try and do a little bit to kind of make you feel a little bit better. But the reality is, it's still prison food. You're still getting rushed. You got you like seven and a half minutes to eat your food and get the hell out. So, yeah, it sucks on the inside. But there's so many things that can either kind of make it a little better. Or make it absolutely worse. And like people that have stuff. Like I had stuff in prison. Whether my family was sending it to me. Or I hustled right. Like I worked in the kitchen. I stole a bunch of food. I cooked the food. I sold plates for anywhere from five to seven bucks for a bowl of food. And that's no joke. Like I had people sending me money. There'll be another podcast on that. But I hustled right. And so like we would all get together. Like all the homies in the building. And there might be 20, 30 of us and we would all cook everyone would throw in that could throw in and all the homies that didn't have anything they got they ate and they ate good like we took care of everyone and that was our little community our little family but like i said once again you can make things better on the inside and that was always cool like it felt good hell sometimes there might be someone who didn't have a tv didn't have a radio christmas hey boom merry christmas homie here you go i got a tv for you you know people be all excited and 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 it would make it feel kind of you know like like christmas but here's the reality ain't no christmas trees you know ain't ain't no going to the mall going shopping ain't none of that none of that no new year's no one's getting kissed under mistletoe at least i hope not you know some people were i ain't gonna lie but for the most part you don't have any of that So it's just another freaking day. And then someone like me, as much as I love Christmas, I want to do big things for Christmas. I want to do big things for Halloween now. And it's funny. It wasn't an option before I went to prison. Like before I went to prison, it it was something I did. I just did it. Uh, like I was always trying to like do the haunted house for Halloween I was always trying to do like the big Christmas having a big tree and presents everywhere and and lights everywhere like I want I needed that I don't know and I'm not gonna say I blame it on prison Uh, my wife she isn't super big on all that kind of stuff and having people all over the place and decorations she kind of puts up with me but at the same time I'm not blaming her. I'm not blaming prison. It it just, I, well, I'm kind of blaming prison, to be honest, because it kind of made me realize, like, you don't necessarily need all that. And don't get me wrong, where I live, up and down this block, people have some great displays. As a matter of fact, there's one up the street that I'm just like, wow, and they told me they pay like 300 a month. Because they decorate for every freaking holiday, Easter, everything. Like they have lights and you can tune into a radio station and hear their music. It's just crazy. But like, I love that, but I feel like I can go visit that. I don't necessarily need it now, which kind of sucks because I really enjoyed it. And I I enjoy people coming by and seeing my stuff and go, wow, that's so cool. And now I'm the guy who's like, yeah, I'll just go and see it somewhere else. (laughs) But in prison, man, it sucks because you don't get your mail on time. You you don't get that card or you can't get what you need to send stuff out. And then you feel bad, right? And then some of us like me who, who had stuff, I would send out like freaking 40, 50 Christmas. Like anyone who was in my address book, even people that never wrote me, never sent me a card. I would send them one every year. And if any of y'all listening, you bastards, you know who you are, feel ashamed of yourself because you never got back to me. But anyway, um, like I did that because I wanted people to, to know that I didn't forget about them and like I still wanted them to feel that joy of getting that card. So needless to say, I'm gonna wrap this up. This is actually going a little longer than most of my podcasts. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas to to you and your family. Most importantly from me. I want to say Merry Christmas to all the families and and all of the victims and family members of victims of crime. Um, it ain't easy on your end either. And whatever may have happened to you, whether it was something being stolen, something being damaged, a life taken or a life altered, you know, um, because of crime. I, I wish you the best today and, and moving forward in every day. Um, I know it, it, I can only imagine how hard it is. I've been the victim of crime myself and, and it sucks. Um, I like to think in my heart, I've forgiven everyone who's done something against me. Um, I don't expect anyone to forgive me for what I have done. Um, if they do, thank you. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the, this day means a lot to a lot of people uh, for different reasons and in different ways. But for for those people who, who have been victims and those people who are family members of victims and have been supportive of them, thank you for everything you've done. And I'm sorry for everything you've been through. And from Tito Guerrero, I, I, I wish you the best this holiday season. And if you haven't forgiven um those who have conducted acts against you or the people you love uh i hope this season brings a little forgiveness in your heart uh i feel it's one of the the best gifts they can be given so anyway this is tito merry christmas